Hey everyone, this is Robert. I am here this week instead of Missy. You don't get to hear her sweet voice this week. You get to hear my loud, obnoxious voice. So I'm here to introduce the uh, podcast that we have this week. It is one that actually was done last year on Mother's Birthday. Uh, This was Missy and uh, our sweet mother, Helen, who did a great podcast on prophecy, especially specifically the prophecy of Jesus. So give a listen. Uh, and if you've got questions, send them on in. We'll be glad to answer them. Welcome to our podcast. So what do you think? The podcast where we chat about the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with friends, family, and loved ones. We laugh. The labor where they wash up. Then we wash, wash up. I'm from Missouri, so y'all leave me yes, alone. she's from Missouri. She really means wash. I'm learning more and more how little I know. <laughs> they Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing. I can't do this. (laughs) We do impressions. Hello. (laughs) I'm Bob the Tomato. Hi, this is Chang's Chinese restaurant. (laughs) Nancy, what are you doing here? We get a little silly. Jericho. Joshua fifth battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. I feel I have a hard time with condom condom con. Not condiments. She loves ketchup and mayonnaise. <laughs> so, in genius. Geniuses. That's our southern accent coming in there, folks. I'm just a little black rain <laughs> A little serious. My spirit. Bubba, what if I give you what you deserve? And a lot grateful. When you feel that, you know, where is God? Well, well that's him. That's him showing his love. Yes, he's got, he's got all these people loving on you. As we ask and answer questions about the Bible, faith, God, and everything in between. Welcome to So What Do You Think? Take a load off, get comfy, and stay a while. Hey guys, it's Missy. Welcome to the show. I'm with my mom, Helen, today. Hi, mom. Hi. Hi, everybody. I wanted to talk about um, what a special day today is because it's your birthday. So, um, and you are such a beautiful lady, sweet and spunky and um, just, I'm so blessed to have you as a mom and people tell me all the time how much they love you and they love hearing you talk about the Bible and teaching about the Bible. And, uh, I just want to tell you happy birthday. And I, I just feel so blessed to have you as my mom. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm blessed to have you as a daughter and I'm so proud of who you are. So this is about you. you. Okay. I'll take it. I'll receive it. All about me. All about me. All about, about me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I'm so glad you also agreed to do this on your birthday because you could have said, no. No, it's my special day. I don't want to do anything. But But actually, you've put this whole thing together. It's great, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. So we'll start off with a question. What is a prophet? Well, because uh, we want to talk a little bit about the prophecies in the in the Bible, and so mm-hmm. you know, I just started asking, "What is prophet?" So, according to the dictionary, it's one who utters divinely inspired revelations. And uh, and then going into the Bible, there's several things in there that talk about uh, a prophet and what actually 
makes a true prophet a prophet of God. There are a lot of people out there that tend to say that they are a prophet and they have a prophecy, but Mm -hmm. God has some specific uh, qualifications for somebody that's a true prophet of his. In Numbers 12, 6, he, God, said, listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. Mm-hmm. In First John 4, 1 through 3, uh, it states, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And there's a bunch of them out there right now. So we've got to be extremely careful who we listen to. Going on in 1 John, this is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This Mm -hmm. is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. And the Antichrist they're talking about there is with uh, uh, not the Antichrist that will be, you know, uh, in the end, end days, mm-hmm. but people that are false teachers um, mm-hmm. are considered Antichrist. I think Robert told me one time that a prophet has to be 100% right. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if it's God speaking through through them, it will they'll be a hundred percent right. Well, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. In Deuteronomy eighteen twenty one twenty two, it says, "And if you say to yourselves, how can we know when a message has been spoken by the Lord? If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not." spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously, so do not be alarmed and don't listen to them either. Doesn't say that, but don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. So there are some specific uh, things that God has put out there in his scripture to us uh, yeah. for us to be observant of if we think somebody's being a prophet. And as it says there in Deuteronomy, if it doesn't come true, and um, it's you know doesn't take place, then God didn't give it to them. It's mm-hmm. something they've come up with themselves. Okay. So, well, what are some prophecies that have come true? Well, there are a lot of prophecies uh, that have come true, um, and we'll just look at some of them because our focus today is basically uh, Jesus' birth. Uh, mm-hmm. since Christmas is just a few days away. Um, right. So let's look at some of those. Uh, in Genesis 3.15, this is one of the first prophecies of the Bible. And God is speaking to the serpent that tempted uh, Adam and Eve uh, to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. And it says in Genesis 3.15, And I will put enmity which is mutual hatred or ill will between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head. That's when Jesus comes off the cross and is raised from the dead. And you will strike his heel. That's when Jesus is crucified because that's Satan. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, This shows Jesus as a human, and it is also a prophecy of his crucifixion. I would have never read that and gotten that. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) No, I think that's great. I mean, it makes sense when you look at it that way, but I wouldn't have figured that out on my own. Yeah, it's, I think it's very interesting to look back into Genesis and you're seeing prophecies right there of Jesus. Yeah, in verse 3. I mean, yeah. chapter 3. Chapter 3. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In Isaiah seven fourteen, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. So going back to, let me just ask this. So going back to Genesis three fifteen, sure. Uh, people who read that back way back before Jesus came on earth, they probably wondered what what in the heck that meant. Mm-hmm. Do you think they understood it? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. And see, Genesis is one of the books of the Bible that the um, Jews, that's part of their Torah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the first five books of the Bible, which is their Torah. Right. So that's what okay. they would study. But uh, I doubt it very seriously. Uh, you know, they would probably ask, who is the woman and who is her offspring? Now, one thing, other thing, let's look at in mm-hmm. this, in Genesis. It says, between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers, it doesn't say. Now, her, your offspring, see, God is talking to the serpent or talking mm-hmm. to Satan is who he's talking to. So all of Satan's uh, followers, all of the uh, uh, demons mm-hmm. of Satan and hers, Hers, if you'll notice, doesn't say hers and Joseph's offspring. It says mm-hmm. her offspring. And I think we've talked about this before, maybe not. But Mary is the only woman that has ever lived that she did not have a man impregnate her. Mm-hmm. So her is Mary? That's really interesting. Good. So, <laughs> any other questions about that? No. Okay. <laughs> Don't make me get the giggles. <laughs> well, in Matthew 1, now we're going to the New Testament. Those are Old Testament uh, uh, prophecies. Uh-huh. Now let's go to Matthew 1, 20 through 21. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Remember, we talked up there in Genesis that she was not impregnated by a man. She was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Also, Emmanuel, meaning God with us, because he will save his people from their sins. So this is quite a bit later that, you know, from Genesis, Mm -hmm. hundreds of years from Genesis to Matthew. And uh, the angel is telling Joseph, take Mary as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, not from man. 
Now, this is some interesting information. Mary and Joseph lived in the north of Israel in a town called Nazareth. But the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem, which was close to the southern part of Israel. Mm-hmm. But a prophecy in Micah 5.2 says he will be from Bethlehem. And God used a pagan ruler to fulfill this prophecy. Right. We need to remember that as we're looking at who may become president or who may be in the Senate or whatever, God uses pagans because he used Mm -hmm. a pagan ruler to fulfill the prophecy of Jesus' birth. He can use anyone. He can use anybody. If he can use a donkey to talk to Balaam, he can use anybody. Yeah. Uh, Caesar Augustus declared that a census was to be taken and each man had to go to his ancestor's city to register in that census. Joseph was of the lineage of King David, who happened to be from Bethlehem. So Joseph and Mary had to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and that is where baby Jesus was born. Mm-hmm. Bethlehem is about five miles south of Jerusalem. It's quite a distance from Nazareth with chains of hills and mountains in between. It was no easy trip as there were no cars, buses, or trains. It was all on donkey or walking. Mm-hmm. Now, Micah 5 2 says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come from me one who will be the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. What does that mean? Well, that, it's saying that Jesus is going to be born in Bethlehem. What is from ancient times for, of old? He's not old. I mean, no. Of old, from ancient times. Okay, out of you will come for me, God, who will be the ruler over Israel, whose origins. Okay. Jesus' origins are from old, from ancient times. I got you. Uh, have you heard, ever heard him being called one of the, his names is ancient of days? I have. That's yeah. what it's, that's where it, it means it's that I mean he's, he's from, always he's been not so. yes he's always been he's right. always been okay John seven forty two says does not Scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem the town where David lived in Isaiah eleven one God says a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse from his roots a branch will bear fruit. Jesse is King David's father. He is of the Mm -hmm. tribe of Judah, who was Jacob and Leah's fourth son. So the tribe of Judah is one of the 12 tribes of Israel, and Jesse comes out of that tribe. King David comes out of that tribe. And if you remember, Jesus is called the Lamb Lamb of Judah. Judah. Yes. Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. the Lion of Judah. I mean, just the fact that all of these prophecies are so intertwined and everything is, it just matches like a puzzle. Uh, it always amazes me. Doesn't it blow no your mind? That all these different writers could no. not have been inspired by God to get all this right. Exactly. There's nobody that smart. No. 
Nope. Somebody, it has to come from somebody much smarter and bigger than we are. (laughs) Exactly. Think of all the different authors and all the different people it's about, but all of them point to Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And all of them match. There's no contraindication. There's contraindication. That's work. Contradictions in there. Right. Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And you look at the, what really has always blown my mind, um, and I think I've said this before, growing up in the church I grew up in, they always told us that the Old Testament was history and wasn't really that important what was going on today. But when I got into studying the Old Testament and mm-hmm. saw how it came forward to the New Testament, it blew my mind because there's mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of years between some of these Old Testament scriptures and prophecies and the fulfillment of them in the New Testament. Right. So it, you know, it, it just, it's got to be a God thing. It has to be. Right. Yeah. Because it's perfect. It is. In Luke 2, 1 through 7, it says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Remember, Israel at this time was not a free nation. They were under the rule of Rome. Mm-hmm. This was the first census that took place while Quinarius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea and to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Um, I've always wondered about Joseph. <clears throat> The Bible doesn't talk much about him. And from what I've understood, Joseph was a lot older than Mary. Uh, but he had to be some kind of a man to do what right. he did. Well, an angel came to him. He better man up. I'll do whatever you want. I'll do whatever you want. Just don't come back. <laughs> I also heard from a pastor that... The, the the reason there were no rooms is because it was so crowded because everybody was doing that. Yeah, everybody went to uh, to be registered for the census. Yeah. And so by the time Mary and Joseph got there, there wasn't any place for them to stay. And you couldn't right. call up back then and make a reservation, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just like right. you didn't have a car or a bus or a train to ride there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you had to walk. And... Uh, it's Israel is not extremely big, but from Nazareth where they were coming, it's extremely hilly up there. And so it was pretty treacherous for them to have to travel the way they had to travel. Yeah. Uh, the place where Jesus was born was not a stable like we see in the nativity stories of today. It was a cave that was more than likely below the inn. And the the manger was made from stone, not wood. 
When we were in Israel, we went to the place uh, where Jesus was born, and it was under a church that's been built over the area where the inn stood. Israel doesn't have a lot of trees to build things out of wood. It's speculated that Joseph was a carpenter with wood and with stone. Um, Mm -hmm. It was very different than, you know, what we see in the nativity scenes at church because, you know, the the manger is made out of wood and it's got straw in it and it's all clean and everything. I'll guarantee you that was not what Jesus encountered that night. It was Mm -hmm. probably very, very, very primitive. um, And it's, it's a... We had to go down stone steps to get to it. Yeah. Um, so it was very, very interesting to see it and see things from a different viewpoint. That was and, the real deal? Yeah, supposed to be the real deal. Mm. Mm. Yep. There are over 400 prophecies in the Old Testament which point to the coming Messiah and to his life and death. Jesus Christ perfectly fulfilled every single one of them. The Mm -hmm. odds of someone doing that who is not the Messiah are too great to even figure. It is impossible. Yeah, exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's just impossible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the Gospel of John, it all comes together in these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the word they're talking about here is Jesus. There is a living word. Jesus was considered the living word of God come in the flesh to be the word to us, the living word to us. And then there's the written word, which is the Bible. Mm-hmm. But we need to plug into the living word, Jesus Christ, and build mm-hmm. that relationship with him. In Genesis 1, 26, God said, Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our own image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Right there, let us, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That means Jesus was present back there when God, which is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, created this world and created everything in it. Jesus Mm -hmm. was right in the middle of it. Scholars are not sure when Jesus' actual birth took place. Nothing in the Bible points to any particular month or year. A lot of research has gone on to figure it out, but no one has come up with a conclusive answer. So they've settled on December the 25th to celebrate his birthday. And that's okay if it's not the correct date. Apparently, that was not very... um, Something that God thought was extremely important was that we had a certain date. He would have put it in there, right? He would have put it in his word. Yes, he would have. Mm -hmm. So man has chosen a date 
to celebrate and I don't I don't want to say unfortunately because I enjoy Christmas. I enjoy the festivities and everything, but we don't ever need to get away from what the true meaning of Christmas is. And mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever done that. I think throughout all of my life I've always known and celebrated the fact that it's Jesus' birthday and we're mm-hmm. celebrating that God sent him to earth to be our savior. And uh, even with all the festivities that go on, we had a big Christmas party here yesterday, and you did an awesome, by the way, awesome, I did awesome, awesome mm-hmm. devotional. Mm, thanks. And it was great. And uh, then your brothers, did, you know, got in on it too, and did some prayers and scripture and stuff. It was really, it was really moving. Yeah. Uh, but. And then we got into presents and, you know, food, food. and mm-hmm, lots of good food and all of that. And I think it all, you know, it all is good. I think family mm-hmm. is very, very important. God Jesus gave us a good party. He did. One mm-hmm. of the the first miracle he ever performed was at a party. Yeah. So what we do know is this. God has always wanted to commune among his people. In Genesis, it is speculated that he walked in the cool of the day with Adam and Eve, since he was there when they were hiding from him after they ate from the tree of the knowledge of knowledge of good and evil. After he banished them from the garden, man was separated from God on a personal basis. Then he instructed Moses to build a tabernacle in the desert, and in the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle, God's presence was with his people. But that wasn't enough for God. He wanted a more intimate relationship with us, and he sent his son Jesus to live and die for us. And when Jesus died, God tore the curtain that had been separating us for so long, and we can now go directly into his throne room and into his arms and onto his lap for a personal encounter with him. Mm-hmm. That might have been him calling you. Might have been. <laughs> do, you want us to, do you want us to get rid of that and go back and nope. do this Everybody, again? that's just real life. That was Helen's okay. phone. <laughs> On Sunday we night. Just, we just keep it. It's uh, politicians, right? Probably. Usually. Usually. And we've already voted. <laughs> well, um... I think that was awesome, and you always teach a little bit more than I knew for sure. So um, do you have anything else you want to add? Actually, today, no. Well, I do. I want to talk about that donkey. You know what amazes me about that donkey that what? I talked to? Talk to Balaam. him. Yeah. He just he just talked right back to it like nothing was abnormal. <laughs> like, oh my God, a donkey's talking to me. He just was talking right back. I'm like, okay. I would be like, uh, am I really hearing this? Uh-huh. Am I losing my mind? <laughs> yeah. well, here today, we'd look around for a recording. Yeah. But back then, they didn't have recordings. So. <laughs> right. He just talked away to it. But anyway. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah, that's uh, true. We always like to end in prayer. So 
Um, if anyone out there who hasn't accepted Christ, we want to give you that opportunity to accept Christ. And there's no specific words you have to say. Really, you just have to believe in your heart and invite him into your heart. So if you don't pray with me, you can do that on your own. So let's just pray, Mom. Okay. Dear Lord, just give me my words. You know, I stumble over my words when I pray. Um, I just pray for anyone out there who needs prayer. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world and a lot of people I know who are affected and getting down. And I just pray for them, first of all. And Jesus, we're just so happy to celebrate your birthday this week. And thank you for all the family and friends that you surround us with. But may we always keep in mind that we are celebrating your birthday. And never let us get far away from you. And anyone who wants to accept you into your into their heart, they can just say a prayer with me. Dear Lord, thank you so much for sending your son to die for me on the cross. And that he was raised three days and rose to heaven and sits by your right hand. And that he did that for me. He did that for my sins. There's nothing too much. There's no sin great that you cannot take away. That's bad enough that you cannot take away. So we give that all to you. And I just ask you to come into my heart. And I repent of my sins, Lord. And I pray that you would just get close to me and let me see little things or big things, whatever you want to share with me so that I know it's you. I know it's you in my own personal way. I thank you for coming into my heart, Jesus. And I just praise you and thank you. Amen. 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 Well, happy birthday, Mama. Thank you. Love you. Love you. And Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Have a blessed Christmas. Bye. Bye. You want to sing them out? Sing them Christmas songs? We wish you a Merry Christmas. (laughs) We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Perfect. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Are you interested in listening to more episodes? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, and Spotify. Do you have a question you'd like us to chat about? Email us at swdyouthink at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. See you next time.